bad. Yeah. Episode 11. I can't see, oh, man. I'm, I, <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. All right. Maybe. Uh, yeah, no, that's all right. Uh, yeah. yeah, a bit lower. We yeah. use, uh, for those who uh, are listening. We can see we each use, other. Yeah, we use webcams because uh, we live in different countries. We don't yeah. talk like this just for the fun of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's healthier this way. It's, uh, I think it helps the podcast. We do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been happening. It's how we stay, we stay problematic. Mm. And, um, I don't know what, what else are we misogynistic? No, I'm not. <laughs> I know you got that robe on. So it popped in my mind. Yeah, no, it is. It, it, it it's is a good a bit, robe. It's a bit of a misogynistic robe. But I think that's that's where the misogyny ends. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got it from Kmart. You love Kmart. Kmart's yeah. the shit. Yeah, Kmart's good. Unfortunately, it's closed. Is it? Yeah, well, they you can consider click it and a... collect. Uh, okay. I don't like doing that. I like going in there and, you know, sort of deciding what I want rather than deciding what I want and then going there, you know? Mm-hmm. Until you make all the um, the good purchases, yeah. And I because, um, yeah. I bought a um, I bought a pool mattress, like one of those uh, things you lay on in the pool. Oh yeah, you know, float around. Yeah, yeah. I bought it for my uh, my work, so I can take naps in the back. <laughs> I got George, it. George Costanza over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was great because I ordered it from Amazon and it just it felt really like weird supporting Amazon in that way, but it also felt right because I got it the next day. I blew it up today, and uh, have you used it yet? Test run. Yeah, it's nice. It's a little staticky, but whatever. Yeah. Well, hopefully you don't get caught using it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> worst that'll happen is i'll get fired and i just take my air mattress home with me yeah to the yeah. next job yeah, yeah. just probably it up, put it in yeah. your briefcase <laughs> yeah how are you been what have you been doing oh man i've been good i've been uh making music and i've been um yeah you know just getting by you know still locked down um what is this week 12 i don't know i've lost count you've been like a month now i think no longer than that end of june oh yeah fuck yeah you're right it's now the beginning of september um you're working on a metal album right well that was the idea it it was going to be metal but it's sort of metal in um scope and attitude and probably a bit more electronic in sick sound yeah so that's happening um yeah um but yeah uh i listened to donda i wrote a review of donda as well yeah um you gave it you gave it six six point six six out of ten actually i i only gave it that score because i thought it was funny but um, I figured, yeah. I I, I would seven. probably give it closer to a five. You hated it. I didn't hate it. Five out of ten means you know 
I think I'm Pitchfork gave it a six. Oh, did they? Yeah, Fantano gave it a seven. Um, but yeah, I think it's like I'm ambivalent towards it. And I, I think that anyone who's sort of talking about it like it's some sort of like big return to form needs to ask themselves, do you think you're going to put this record on in six months' time? Yeah. Because I don't think anyone will. It's not timeless. It's definitely a time piece, if that makes sense. Like, I listened to it a few times. I mean, it's hard to listen to the whole thing because it's almost two hours. And I think, honestly, it could have been it could have been cut in half. I think most of the bangers are, like, in the first half. And then it starts to sort of repeat itself. Yeah. But, um... Well- well, I mean, the I, whole album seems to repeat itself. It, yeah, it's, every to track me, it's, sounds the same. It's more like a mood board. Yeah, it's not like a bunch of singles. It's like, I think if you didn't see like all the visuals <clears throat> and all like those weird live performances he was doing the in the Mercedes Benz Stadium and in yeah. Chicago and all that, yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. But if you pair the two, it feels a bit more like Runway. Yeah, or just like a mood and like a, it's an all-encompassing like look. It was like a fashion show soundtrack. Yeah, for a really long fashion show, it wasn't so much like it didn't feel like an album to me. It felt like a a really tedious event. Yeah, you know, a like, lot of it felt like demoed out like the ideas and then put some guest appearances on there, and you just didn't finish like chopping it together. Yeah, you know, it's a whole Jesus longer than my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, so like what would you rather listen to? Right. There's like some tracks on there I've been listening to. There's a lot that I've skipped. Um it reminds me, I mean it's I think it's more brutalist. Like Jesus was kind of like dark and minimal and way more like electronic and grimy kind of feeling Mm. and it's kind of a return to that mixed with gospel that just kind of makes you feel kind of empty inside which kind of makes sense when dude's talking about his mom his divorce and then we got a pandemic and all that but it's almost like an anti-album in a way because there's no there's no singles off of it there's a few that you can probably pass off as a single because they're shorter than four minutes. Yeah, I was trying to get that from listening to the album. I'm like, what exactly is the single off here? You know, like is there, yeah. you know, maybe that one that samples Lauren Hill, but that also doesn't represent, it's like such an outlier on the album because it's actually like kind of light and yeah. the rest of the album's really sort of cold and. Yeah, it's really cold feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I like it. It's definitely not something I would like go out buy on vinyl mm. and put on in my home with guests over. Mm. You know, not like his other shit, but I would give yeah. it a seven. Yeah, just because I I thought the build up was unnecessary but cool, mm. and the visuals were cool. Yeah, but uh, no, it, it does feel incomplete and sad. What's your favorite Kanye record? Um, I mean, I'm. I think I've said it before on here. I'm fairly new to Kanye, 
and I only yeah. started going through his discography like a year ago. But um, I like Pablo. Um, Jesus is cool. And um, fuck, I have to look at the the catalogs. I'm really bad at remembering the names. But I think we've talked about Pablo before, that we both like Pablo. Yeah, it's probably my favorite. It's probably the one that I I probably listen to. If I, like, I don't, these days I don't really sort of choose to listen to Kanye. I feel like just by being like a millennial at all, yeah, I, I'm kind of like I've got Kanye fatigue at this point because it's been like, you know, 17 years of him putting out records, you know? Yeah. It's probably um, how people felt about like Frank Sinatra. Mm. Just sick and tired of it. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. I like that album. Yeah. It's short. Yeah. Um I I really like graduation. Uh I just feel like there's just I love that song Can't Tell Me Nothing. Um I think that was the moment where he sort of started getting fucked up and weird. Like yeah. that track was like the it was like track six or something off that graduation record. And then every track after that on that record and every track has done since has been like unhinged in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just find it really hard to sort of um, get excited about like, any millionaire or billionaire sort of giving their point of view on <laughs> yeah the world right now you know it's just like your problems don't matter to me you know and the world's problems don't matter to you yeah you know it, it's like i think know, the, all, yeah all artists kind of lose that edge once they're discovered by like the third album it just mm. kind of drifts into a weird mainstream. Yeah. Like, um, there were last time we were talking about Tame Impala. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, they were good. And then like the new shit's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Yeah. You're like, it's all fucking about Frito. Yeah. Frito Lay tr- chips or something. And like, yeah. that is just weird and like boring. Yeah. And, uh, I think I can't imagine like having that kind of hype and having that kind of pressure to do something interesting when you have nothing interesting to talk about or relatable. Yeah. You know? fully. And it's like for someone like him who's unhinged, you kind of need, I think this was his attempt at really putting himself in a dark place to pull something out, whether it hit or not um, with going through like a divorce and everything like that. Like digging into that feeling is probably the closest he can get to like I an everyday feel that, human. Though. I didn't feel any emotion. Really? Yeah, it, it was a little bit cold. There's a few tracks on there where it, he's definitely like, he probably wrote it while he was in the, the stadium after he started that whole shenanigan mm. about um, like the Kardashians kind of yeah. just hinting at how they're spoiled. Um, <laughs> I mean, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they're so spoiled. Yeah. Those Kardashians. Yeah. I wonder how old... Uh, I haven't kept up with the uh, the governor race in California. Oh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Gonna, 
Yeah, they're going to try and do another mail-in, I think. Hmm. Pull another Joe Biden. I watched and, uh, the um I watched the thing, uh the uh well, half of the Caitlyn Jenner documentary on Netflix. Yeah. The other night. And like, you know, I, know I was one. Uh, I went into it like first of all going like I don't give a fuck about Caitlyn Jenner at all. Like I don't care if Caitlyn Jenner's trans, <laughs> I don't care if Caitlyn Jenner's Bruce Jenner, I just couldn't give a fuck. I also felt like, you know, like just like just another boring kind of rich American celebrity I'm not no. connected to in any kind of way. No. And also the Bruce Jenner thing, it's just like I always sort of felt like would Bruce Jenner be the sort of icon, the sort of hero that he became, you know, after winning the gold if he was black? <laughs> right. You know, it's like, you know, would they would Bruce Jenner have been on like the cereal boxes and all that sort of thing? Yeah. And, you know, so I don't know. I just find that found the whole Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner thing like a little boring, bit you know, distasteful kind of like. But I watched half of the documentary, and like the only reason why we stopped watching it is because it was late. We were fucking exhausted, but I'm going to finish it. But it was um, it was really compelling. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was really interesting, like as a sports film but you know like there was also the whole like you know i can't I, you know, the reason why i was so successful was because you know i was running away from who i really was and um yeah that's a really good metaphor yeah and it was like Okay, so like Bruce Bruce Jenner was like a character that like that person had to become in order to prove their worth to everybody around them because they were running away from the fact that they were actually somebody else. Caitlin. He was running from Caitlin. He was running from Caitlin. And I thought it was really interesting. Like, you know, the whole, I don't know, the story was just, yeah. Really. And it came full circle when Caitlin caught up mm. and then Caitlin ran over that, that person with their car. Yeah, who was probably training for a decathlon yeah. <laughs> at the time. Probably. You know, that's the, that's the tragic thing. It's like the snake eating its own tail, yeah. whatever that's Oops. called. Yeah. I don't know. Like I've only seen half of it, but I'm looking forward to finishing it. Thought it was interesting. I don't think I've watched anything good lately. I've watched all the uh fucking uh Road Warriors again. All oh, the yeah. uh, Mad Maxes. Yeah. That was fun. And that's been about it. You you kind of like watch things like you watch actors. I watch them all. Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you go like all kick. of Val Kilmer, then all of Mel Gibson. Yeah, you know what your next thing should be? If I can make a suggestion, you should Ayahuasca. watch all of Sean Connery. Ooh, that would be a really long time. <laughs> 
Well, I did watch Highlander. I, I yeah. made it through the the Highlanders, which are awful movies. The first one's good, but after that, it's real bad. Yeah. Um, I love Sean Connery and in, uh, Indiana Jones. He's yes. probably my favorite Jones. Junior. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember my Charlemagne. <laughs> He's so good in that. And the fact that they become Eskimo brothers. It's <laughs> sick. Have you um have you watched all the James Bond movies? Um I mean I used to watch them a lot when I was a kid. They were always on like TV. And Sean Connery was always my favorite one, but yeah, when I was like really into James Bond, it was because of uh, Pierce Brosnan or whatever his name is, because of the GoldenEye game. Yeah, and that movie yeah. was sick. But of course, go back and watch old Sean and um, Roger. Is it Roger? Yeah. Roger was the next Roger one. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, it was George, George Lazenby was after Sean Connery. Or like he did one. one film. He's an Aussie. He was the Australian James Bond. Yeah, they hated so, that. But no, but that was a really good film. I thought that was like, that's probably, I'm a big James Bond nerd, like have been my whole life. And I reckon I've watched like all the Bond films up until like Die Another Day over 50 mm. times. You know, some of them hundreds of times. How do you and feel about the new ones with Daniel Craig? I like him. Yeah, I, I like him a lot, and um, I think he's I don't just know. about done. Yeah, the next one is his last one, and then they're gonna get somebody else. Um, they'll probably get like a black James Bond or a. I'd heard that, or but woman. I also heard that they'll probably they might do like another double O, like character who's female or. They were going to get a well in the new one. Apparently, like James Bond loses his 007 number and he's replaced with a new, there's a new 007 who's mm. some black chick. And then, like, all the headlines when that came out was like, new 007 is, you know, is this black woman. And it was just like total clickbait because it was like, yeah, but there's still like James Bond is still the main character in the movie. Mm, that's it's a just, weird, weird to assign the same number. It's almost like getting like when you move into a new place and you're still getting the last person's mail. I wonder if that yeah. works like that. Yeah. Like you have all this weird cleanup to do in like a email inbox. It's like totally full. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't the, the one beef I have with that, maybe I don't have a ground to stand on for it, but I wish Hollywood would focus less on replacing like mainstream superheroes with minorities and like wiping their hands of it. They should just like, make new. Movies. Right. That's my, like, instead of saying, let's have a, you know, African American Iron Man, it's just like, let's just have a superhero who's African American and cool. Yeah. You know, and a good storyline. Yeah. Instead of just I agree. replacing characters built on like white dudes for the last 40 years. Mm. And then hopping on that like train of success because it kind of defeats the whole purpose of elevating a minority into the spotlight. But in at, my at, opinion, at the same time though, like I'm like I couldn't really care less if 
there was like a black or like Hispanic or like trans fucking Iron Man or Superman or any, well, any of the, well, I don't know, Superman doesn't really work but like it, it <laughs> like it, it but you know you know what i mean but like the whole like the whole james bond character the whole point of that character is basically he's this kind of like 1950s white british chauvinist right sexist pig yeah right no he's a total pig yeah, you you can't it's riddled with STDs. Like I don't know why anyone yeah, would want to like, and like really grab that STDs. character and be like, yeah, I'm gonna can't wait to elevate my community into this role. Exactly. Just, like you don't want to be that guy. And I think the Daniel Craig films have kind of because the whole thing with James Bond films, like, uh, like in the '60s and '70s, was like women want him and men want to be him. But I yeah. think like with the Daniel Craig ones, it's like, nah, this guy's actually like a fucking full-blown like alcoholic, alcoholic. PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's just he, always red with really high blood pressure. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like he yeah, he might have like a six pack and he might be like quite um, you know, uh good at killing people or whatever it is he does. But you wouldn't want to be that guy. Like he's he's fucked up. Like you he's know, basically he's, just Russell Crowe at that point. Yeah, exactly. Um going around fighting people. Yeah. And, and like, yeah, so you don't want to I so I don't know, but like, you know, I was really excited when I heard that like Idris Elba was gonna be the next James Bond because I thought he'd be really good. But I think they've just dragged out the Daniel Craig era for so long that Idris Elba is going to be too old by the time they make the next one anyway. Yeah. He has been doing it for a long time. Man. He's been doing it for like over 10 years, right? The first Daniel Craig one came out in 2006. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Idris Elba is 48. So if they make a James Bond, like the next James Bond movie in what, like 2023, 2024, he'll be in his 50s when he starts. Yeah. I like you him. Know. He's cool. Yeah. He's he was cool. He was actually really good. I got talked into watching the new Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad. It's good. I've heard it's good. Um, and he's badass in it. Like his character in that would be an awesome spinoff to kind of pick up where like Black Panther failed, I thought, where it's like yeah. g- good idea, shitty movie, like yeah, good yeah, actors yeah. and everything. It was just like, just wasn't good. Mm. But um, no, this uh, Idris is a really good actor and his character and that was fucking rad. Yeah. So but that would know. be cool. Like, like stuff it, like that would be cool, I think. The, the You know, the idea that you have to, I mean, like he'd be great. And like he wouldn't be that much of a departure from the character of he wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be making it woke just because he's black. Because like, no. you know, but if you're like making the James Bond franchise like a woke thing is just such a sort of like I it's such a it, it's gonna age really badly. Yeah. 
you know. Not that the old James Bond movies haven't, but you got to see, you know, I, I guess they're going to try and make the It's probably damned well. if you do, damned if you don't, because if they get another white guy in there, it's going to be like, I, I roll, who cares? Is it? Because they've been getting white guys to do it for 60 years at this point. Yeah. I, I just think when it comes time to make a decision on who's going to be next, because Daniel Craig is just like, okay, he's running his course. Uh, yeah. when he's done and they decide, okay, who's going to replace him? If it's another white dude, people just yeah. might become more disinterested. But if they did like another double O, like double, you know, I think double O eight was, or six was already taken in that one movie. But I don't know if they did like another double O who was like a minority of some sort. Who was a trans POC sex worker who right yeah yeah so. yeah who had a farmer's market <laughs> yeah whole a farmer's market lives in, lives in portland yeah <laughs> she's a plus size model yeah um. <laughs> uh, she has an ethical lingerie label <laughs> the whole nine but yeah can fucking she's got kill ADHD. A and kill a motherfucker yeah, yeah. She's got adhd <laughs> Uh, she posts memes she posts memes about like how misunderstood borderline is um (laughs) she's just on the internet all day yeah that's (laughs) (laughs) it's not even double o it's just her ip address that's her uh her agent name she's she's got a handle She's got a, a, a like a lo-fi electronic project, and she's constantly tweeting angry tweets at radio stations for not playing her music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> yeah, she has politi- political correctness gone mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect bond. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Craig replaced with you know. I don't know. I'm not uh, any name that I can come up with is just going to be extremely offensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've thought of a few. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we need to start the Patreon channel. <laughs> Exclusive content. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh man, I thought of something. When I wake up in the morning, I always have like really weird like ideas that pop in my head. Like I just draw really weird things together. And I thought of like a weird like w- like a politically woke improv class where you just have a bunch of like wannabe actors stuck in situations of like uh wokeness. Yeah. And uh, it would be like, you know, the director would be like, your your white friend with dreadlocks just got called out for cultural appropriation by a minority. Go. And you just have to like <laughs> improv that scene. And like in that moment, you have to decide whether or not you're going to like, you know, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, but I just think about these things. A you lot. know what that's kind of reminding me of, you know, in, um, have you seen the UK office? Uh, some of it. Yeah. Do you know that um, scene where they have the like the staff training, and mm. um, and like 
Ricky Gervais, like David Brent has to get the person, like it's like a role play thing and it's like uh, he has to get the person's attention at the front desk and the it's like the, that person's being played by the trainer at the staff training and, um, you know, he's like, oh, excuse me, I need your help. And then the trainer's like, oh, I don't, uh, not listening, blah, 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 blah. And then like Ricky Gervais yells out, I think there's been a rape up there. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch UK Office. It's Brit, so much Brit better Humor's, than the American one. Yeah, I've heard that. Brit humor takes me a while to adjust to. Yeah, that's why they I, made it. It's an very American smart, one, though. Yeah, Brit humor is a bit more smart and yeah. cultured. Mm. But um, well, I watched a lot of the American one. Mm. It's good. It's a yeah, redundant. It, it, it's good, but it's like having watched the UK one first, and you know, there's only. 14 episodes of the UK office, I think. Um, and like having watched that one first and then watching the American one. Yeah. The American one went like, on forever. Yeah. Well, that's uh, when Americans make TV shows, they don't know when to fucking stop. There's yeah. not many American TV shows that remain good the whole way through. Like even yeah. Seinfeld dropped off a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like no, one of the did. greatest shows of all time. Like I I think The Wire was amazing the whole way through. But like you look at oh, – I was looking through, I think it was Amazon the other night and like there's something like 20 seasons of Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it just becomes background noise at some point. Yeah, that's it's what it's like when anymore. you when you put it on. It's just like, ugh, yeah, you know, you know exactly but, the point in the episode where they're gonna like identify the perp. You know, it's like, yeah, it's so formulaic and yeah. They kind of when um, the Walking Dead was big. Like I was watching it because like the first few episodes were good, and then you kind of get like you do that thing where like you kind of have to watch the show because you just you yeah. have to. Yeah. And then it was just like this isn't going to end. Yeah. And like so I I I checked out and like I'll see ads for it like on, you know, my smart TV. Mm. And like the entire original cast is dead and they have a bunch of weird B actors now and yeah. they have like Norman Reedus who's still like the only actor hanging on after like however many seasons and it just looks old and sad. But yeah. they keep trying to make it interesting like now the zombies talk and it's like so they're just people now. They're yeah. just infected with a weird like plague. Yeah, it's just like but who it. did it right? Uh Breaking Bad. I know the director intentionally said we're only gonna have this many seasons and be done. But on Breaking Bad, I mean I, I'm I'm probably not representative of everybody here, but like I got to like the end of season three and I was like it's getting a bit ridiculous now. And like, it, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. is this just going to keep on going? And then it turned out there were, there were six seasons of it. So it was, I only it got was a halfway while. through. Yeah, it was a while. But um, it, it did do the thing where you end up just like hating everyone in the show. Yeah. So you start kind of like dragging feet because you're like, <sighs> who am I rooting for now? Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will watch um, the UK office though. It looks like it's on it's on Hulu. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. There's something about like the the British when they make television shows, especially comedies. No, not really. No, they make, but like, I think there was like uh, 12 episodes ever of Faulty Towers. Mm. And that's like one of the most sort of iconic comedies of, you know, the 20th century. And there was only 12 episodes of it, you know? They just keep on getting replayed over and over and over again. Like, man, this I think they're still making The Simpsons. Yeah, they are. It's like, like 30 seasons or something or more. Fuck, man. Yeah. Like, who's I, watching... I was never a Simpsons kid, really. Really? I had friends that were, and I would watch it, but it would never... I was a South Park kid. Yeah. I was, but, um, I was a Simpsons kid until South Park came out, and then after South yeah. Park came out, that was it. Like... Um, but like the, those nineties seasons of the Simpsons, like up to about season 11, I think are like fucking genius, Mm -hmm. but there was, they fell off really hard. And now like, I don't know, they're still doing it. And it's kind of like, I guess like, People are still getting paid. There's an industry behind The Simpsons, but it it's like, I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen any of the last 10 seasons of The Simpsons, but it even looks different. Like the animation kind of Ugh. makes it look like a, which I guess South Weird. Park does too, but. Yeah. I need to catch up on South Park again. That was where I was getting all my news from for a while. <laughs> yes. It was like all my politics were from South Park. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Well, they're doing like mini, like, like one specials, hour right? specials, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, uh, I heard that the South Park guys bought uh, Casa Bonita. Yeah. Have you been Colorado. there? No. I should go. Yeah. If you come to America, we'll make a road trip to. We'll go there. I'm getting my driver's license soon. Nice. Yeah, for the first Sick. time. Are you going to have a the age vehicle? of 36. Hey? Are you going to have a vehicle? Well, my girlfriend's got a car, but we're probably going to buy another car because we're going to move up to the Blue Mountains and like Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to need one basically because I'm going to have to come into Sydney like two or three days a week. Yeah. Anyway. What- When's that move going to happen? Do you know? Probably after lockdown, like we're thinking January. Okay. So yeah, like we're looking at places up there now and um, yeah. The cheaper? But, oh man, so much cheaper. Like, you know, for the, basically like, so I, I like for my apartment now, like it, my apartment's 400 a week. Um, like her apartment's for seventy a week, I think. Yeah, um, but up there for like six hundred a week, you can get like a four bedroom house on like half an acre. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I want, man. That's I, I want space and I want land yeah. and yeah, air. like everyone's feeling it. Yeah, especially like when things are locked down and you can't even go outside and. Well, that that's it, and. There. I, and like, I guess the other thing is, it's just like, you know, like all pretty much all my income 
is like through like internet-based stuff, e-commerce mm-hmm. sort of shit. You know what I mean? It's like, and same with her. She works remotely, so it's like, uh, like why do we even need to be here at this point? Yeah, like yeah. it's it's only an hour away. Plus, you know? if your home is turned into your office and you're yeah. there more, you may as well enjoy because most of us, like our home is where we spend, what is it, the remaining uh, 12 hours of our day. Yeah. You know, eating and then sleeping for eight of them and then going to work again. So it's like, it's your home, but you're not really concerned with like the space around you. You're not yeah. really out enjoying like your yard or anything as much as someone who would be working from home. That's it. You know, and, li- and you know, living and working in the same space. And there's yeah. also like, it's you know, beautiful, beautiful hiking around there and shit like that. Yeah. And it's, it's cooler. Like, it's like, I mean, it's fucking freezing in winter. Like it mm-hmm. snows up there and stuff, but like, you know, it, it's just cheaper and nicer and like, I'm feeling just, you know, particularly during lockdown, like because this is something which I'm noticing about Australia, like it's coming really fast, but like we're becoming so much more sort of authoritarian and like Mm -hmm. just there's a pressure here now and it's not just because of lockdown. It's like, you know, the government pass i just sent you that thing like the government passed that legislation yeah. where like basically without a warrant they can go into your social media accounts and delete things yeah you know and like and you're kind of feeling it in the environment like you know we've got fucking helicopters over us all the fucking time now because we've got you know they're trying to like spot people breaking lockdown and yeah um, that's nutty yeah, and there's like cops everywhere and it's just like, you know, if you are up if you're up in like a kind of more I mean, it's still civilization. Like we'll be moving into like a town of like you know, 10,000 people with like, you know, other town. It's 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 basically like, you know, not that I've ever been there, but like I'm, Blue Mountains like the US equivalent probably be like upstate New York. Mhm. You know, and it's like, so it's, but you're just not in the fucking belly of the beast. You know what I mean? You're not in. Yeah. I think that's the the other part of the pressure is just lockdown's one thing, but when you're surrounded by so many other people, that's it. Like just being so crammed in with so much frustration and like. There's a tension. Yeah. There's just way too many people. And it's just the stress of like, yeah, maybe I'll get COVID because I'm going Mm. here or there and there's so many people. Yeah. You know? It's uh, more and more people are feeling it. I've been hearing and seeing more people like moving to Montana, mm. which is pretty BFE US. Like, yeah. if you can go out there and get land and get all the seasons, yeah, and uh, they live relatively like normal lives. Granted, it's it's more conservative, um, because you're. I mean, anywhere off of a coast here is conservative. Mm. Um, but you don't have as many people, yeah. you know, so it's like, choose your battle. You know, you yeah. might be around a bunch of people you don't like, but you're not as r- around a ton of people. You're kind yeah. of around things that 
make you feel uh human not yeah. just a, a cog and i guess like when you, you know you get into your sort of you know mid 30s or whatever and you kind of like you want to settle down a bit and like it's kind of like the city has less to offer you than it used to like if all yeah. the bars and clubs and all that sort of thing opened up tomorrow yeah, I'll probably go to the pub once or twice with my mates and have a few beers, you know. But I'm not going to be going out to clubs on the weekend and fucking yeah. all that shit because, like, man, I did all that already. I did all yeah. that in my 20s, you know. Like I, I and, you know, it, you you prioritize other things and it's just like, man, I was at the, I was at the shopping center the other day and, um, you know, I, I just noticed there's a fucking weird vibe in here today. And it was like a really hazy, overcast day, but it was quite warm. And, um, you know, this is like week 10 of lockdown or something like that. And like, uh, yeah, like I saw like two or three different moments where like complete strangers were having a go at each other and like having mm. like like confrontations with each other in the supermarket. Yeah. And it's like this is starting to get to people now. People are starting to go fucking nutty and you know, if you had a bit of land like and you know, some fucking cleaner air and like there's less cops milling about yeah. I think you're kind of going to be able to deal with the next, whatever the next five years throws at us a bit better. Yeah. And if it sucks, you can just move again. Yeah. You know, don't think you're buying anything. So yeah, exactly. Well, fuck, that'll be no, good for to do that. No, yeah, no. How that'll much does good. a house cost in Vegas? Like roughly? Oh, uh, well, the prices have really gone up since COVID because everyone started moving here from California and lumber costs went through the fucking roof, so the cost of building houses went the way, way the fuck up. So it's prior to COVID, it was probably between like two two hundred and three hundred thousand. I mean, there's ones that were way more expensive, but you know, just a normal fucking yeah. house. Now it's easily like three to five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my parents' house that they bought, fuck, it's worth like twice as much as what they bought it for. And the area has not gotten any better up there. It's just demand. Yeah. Um, houses are selling so quickly now. Um, people need to have their house up on the market for a week. Someone's yeah. buying it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It's just making everything else more expensive and there's nothing to justify it. There's not like... There's no boost in the, you know, yeah. I mean, there's a boost in the economy, I guess, because there's more people here, but there's nothing to support that kind of cost of living. And, well, there's uh, more poor people there now too, I would imagine, because the yeah. wages wouldn't be going up. Yeah. And even like I was driving through um, like the Fremont area, which is the old original downtown um 
there's so many homeless people and which was like always been a thing but now it's just like homeless people and just like i don't know how else to put it but like just street people like people who are just like hanging out and loitering and yeah and it's like 110 out so it's like the yeah fucking hot i love way way more vegas what's that i love that fremont area of vegas it's cool it's a lot different than when you were here i'm sure because they bought up so many of those buildings and turned it into nightclubs and yeah weird bistros and stuff like that made it more of like a off strip tourist attraction yeah but now it's almost like a ghost town looking um it's just weird weird vibes really really weird but yeah like you're saying it's more poor people and more expensive housing and nothing is justifying it yeah Yeah. there's i mean we have uh, a major football team now which isn't even good it's just like i don't know i don't know what the attraction is you can't do anything here yeah but gamble and get wasted i guess or see a show i guess that's a big deal to a lot of people to go see penn and teller yeah who fucking cares it's like you're not going to come here and see some wonder of the world like you know niagara falls or something cool Mm. um it's just fucking vegas it's i don't know it's maybe i'm jaded because i'm here yeah i I think that might be part of it because i think people sure it is yeah like vegas like there isn't anywhere else in the world that's like it you know like maybe like macau Mm. is the other one but it's like a major city which is like it seems to be entirely uh you know for gambling and like getting fucked up just consumption yeah consumption and you know it's not like because like in sydney um in well new south wales i think has the has more slot machines more poker machines than nevada does so you would think yeah it, it well like if you come here you'll like every pub you go into has like do you have them like at gas stations and everything no but we've got these things called rsl clubs here which are like um return servicemen's league that's what Mm -hmm. rsl stands for so um they're like clubs that were set up for like people that had gone to war but they've basically become um casinos and they're there's like one in pretty much every suburb of every play, every town, every suburb in Australia. I see. Yeah. And they've all like, I used to work at one when I turned 18, it was like my first bar job, um, Burwood RSL. And there were like, I don't know, maybe a thousand poker machines. Jeez. And they were a lot of like, they were being used like fuck it's like these people are making so much money and like you know so but like no one actually comes to sydney thinking that it's going to be like this gambling mecca Mm -hmm. you know that's something which is 
you can gamble here and a lot of people do and we have our government's addicted to the money that it makes yeah but like you know people go to vegas knowing that that's what it's all about yeah and that's you know which casino do you want to go to yeah and it's uh it's just such a weird city because i think of other cities that offer entertainment like new orleans let's say Mm. they have a culture music food you know they have all these things that make it like all inclusive like it's older than vegas place yeah but it's just like vegas doesn't have a culture they don't have like oh i can't wait to experience you know music in las vegas but the, 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 like the, the culture is the casinos, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, which is, which is I've only weird, been there yeah. once, but yeah. it's all it is. The culture is just entertainment, but it's yeah. all whatever it's kind of entertainment. It's nothing like uniquely like this is a Las Vegas, like, you know, only sound or yeah sight to see. It's just like, it's just a giant TV screen. When Which I went there, I, I got like, maybe it wasn't a cultural mood, but I definitely got a vibe from the place, which like I left Vegas thinking like, like I, I came there not a particularly moralistic person and left there going, wow, how the fuck <laughs> does this place exist? This is fucked up. Yeah. Everyone I met there was fucked. Like, yeah. it, like yeah. a, a lot of locals, like they were like, just like alcoholics, fucking cokeheads, you yeah. know, like addicted to gambling. You know, there was just like, just open, rampant fucking drugs and prostitution yeah. everywhere. Yeah, a- and like, yet still, and it was just like so like accepted but at the same time it was like but still i had a good time and still there was like a kind of a mood which i liked about it like it was Mm -hmm. so big and it was so gaudy yeah and so but there's other places in the world which are gaudy and big and not as fun i mean like you go to like the gold coast in australia or dubai or something like that and it's like yeah they're big and flashy but like i don't know the paris casino yeah is the most ridiculous place i've ever been to in oh, my it's, life you know sometimes like i'll drive past the strip or down the strip and you remember how ridiculous this place is like yeah. i'll be sitting at a red light next to the statue of liberty and the you know the pyramid and it's just like what the fuck you know like it's just so like it's so stupid like you know yeah. it's just like what the hell yeah. and it is it's it's uh it's just ridiculous it's the weirdest most ridiculous place and when you came it was probably really really cheap to live here because i knew a lot of my friends who never went to college who mm. were like bellboys at one of the casinos or mm. um um They'd park cars or, you know, bar backed or something. And they made a mm. shit ton of money. 
mm. and just had a little cheap apartment for like $500 a month. Yeah. And could just be a complete alcoholic, cokehead, wasteoid. Yeah. And if they got fired, then they just went to the next, you know, casino job or pool boy thing or whatever. And Is you it just hard to get those jobs now? I don't know. I don't hear, I mean, I don't really hear so much about it anymore. Like, I, I don't hear people, I mean, I was younger, so you know, I was hanging out with like 20-year-olds and 21-year-olds Yeah, who were doing shit like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they all turned out so well. But um, I don't know if it's necessarily hard to get those jobs anymore. I just don't hear about people having them as much because my friend group shifted into other, you know, careers or they died out or moved yeah. or burnt out or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, well. it's just, uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's entertaining if you can separate the fact that you live, live there. Cause it's like, it's almost like how you go to a haunted house and it's entertaining, but it's only cause you do it once a year. Yeah. Vegas yeah. is like, you constantly have to drive through a haunted house. You're like, fucking just move out of the way. Yeah. Weird zombie girl. You know, yeah. like it's just constant and you're just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a it's not a normal place. No, and it's it really just like everyone I know who grew up in Vegas is fucked up in some way. Everyone like, I met yeah, in Vegas was fucked up. Like you're yeah. you're the most well adjusted person from Thank Vegas you. that I've ever spoken to. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't born and raised here, which I think helped. I yeah. moved here when I was like seventeen, so I kind of had like a yeah. grip on reality <laughs> and a grip on who I was a little bit. Coming of age here, you know, like turning like twenty one here, like is definitely different than in a lot of cities. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. But fuck, so many people here with just issues and. Like people our age who are still alcoholics hanging out with 20 year old kids. Yeah. Like trying to impress them and just to become that person that we've talked about, the glory yeah. days person. Yeah. It's just weird and sad and bottomless. And there's no effort to like elevate everyone who moves out of here moves back. I'm one of them. Never mm -hmm. thought I would be. But it's just a <laughs> hole. It's a fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Kanye right now trying to finish Donda <laughs> and I just have to put this out. This is the best I got. <laughs> well, yeah. Someday I'll, Damn, move my, dude. someday I'll move to my mountain town with my trad wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's... Or become the next trans James Bond. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. You, you, the world is your oyster. <laughs> Thank you. You know, yeah. Oh fuck! What should we go out with today? Kanye. Hmm. Yeah. We. Yeah. Not Drake. I. I. I fucking hate Drake, dude. I heard there was because uh, he's gonna be dropping an album soon. Part of the reason why Kanye delayed Donda was to destroy Drake's. Uh album release i don't know if you will but kanye got like number one in all streaming services and like broke mm. a bunch of records with this shit yeah so i'm not even gonna listen to turd. drake's album no 
Fuck Drake. Fuck him. Canadian, Degrassi, wheelchair kid. His whole ho- yeah. his whole life is a lie. It's yeah. From fake place. Yeah. Fake disability. <laughs> fake issues. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. Pro- also alleged pedo. You know? Really? Yeah, like there's that you know all those stories about him like grooming kids. Oh yeah, wasn't he grooming the girl from like Stranger Things or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. That sucks. He's part of that like that, that Disney thing. Like, he he's he's my age, right? And so it's like, and and this was like maybe three or four years ago, I think. And he was like texting her when she was like thirteen. Ugh. And I'm like, man. Like first of all, I don't know. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, like, like why? Yeah, unless it's what, your relative. What are you possibly bonding over? Yeah. What are you connecting? Unless like, it's like you, your little brother or your cousin or something like a family member. But even like, then, do you text like a fucking thirteen-year-old cousin all the time when you're lying in bed? At no, night? no, no. That's, <laughs> cut that shit <laughs> off know? by like seven p.m. No yeah. more, no more, uh, no more, uh, no more memes. No more. Uh, yeah whatever the fuck they're doing yeah yeah like that's, it, that sucks it was oh, definitely alleged grooming uh, yeah that's good probably because he got groomed probably i mean like he's a showbiz kid they all get fucking molested yeah um yeah <laughs> <laughs> um fuck yeah you heard it here first <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I I can't think of like a Kanye track off Donda that I want to hear again, though. So, you want to listen to that scoopity boop? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. All right. Let's just. I like that one. Yeah. Um, follow us on Instagram, apocalypto.podcast. Um. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. Is that how New Zealanders say it? Yep. 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 Oh yeah. No, that's Troy Sebrew. That's that's a really fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye. Bye. dee scoop, scoop dee dee whoop, whoop dee scoop dee poop, poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop, whoopy dee scoop whoop poop, poop dee dee whoop scoop, poop, poop, scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee dee scoop. Whoop dee dee scoop poop. <laughs> <laughs>